Grey's Anatomy, the most iconic binge-worthy drama, is back, along with answers to the biggest cliffhangers. Will Teddy survive? Will Joe and Link finally find happiness together? Meredith returns along with fan faves like Arizona. You can now stream every episode of Grey's ever on Hulu and new episodes next day. Watch new episodes of Grey's Anatomy Thursdays at 9, 8 central on ABC and stream on Hulu. This episode is brought to you by Bumble. So you want to find someone you're compatible with, specifically someone who's ready for a serious connection, totally open to having kids in the future, is a tall rock climbing Libra, and loves rom-coms with vegan pizzas on Tuesdays just as much as you do. Bumble knows that you know exactly what's right for you. So whatever it is you're looking for, Bumble's features can help you find it. Date now on Bumble. Good afternoon and happy Thursday. I can't believe it's already Thursday. It's the Colleen and Bradley show on My Talk 107.1. I'm Bradley. That's Holly. Brian is here today as well. And um, Holly, you actually did a deep dive on Melinda French Gates interview that I think aired today. And it goes in deep on her relationship with Bill and uh, some other people. Uh, Jeffrey Epstein, which was pretty fascinating, right? Yes, it was very fascinating, Bradley. So this was the interview that was teased yesterday, aired on CBS Mornings today. Gail King sat down with Melinda French Gates, the ex-wife of Bill Gates and a philanthropist and businesswoman in her own right. So this is a curiosity, Bradley, because last year the news broke that Melinda French Gates and Bill Gates were getting divorced after 27 years together. And by all means, this is one of the world's power couple. Oh, for sure. And that's not hyperbolic by any sense of the word. They run the Bill and Melinda Gates Foundation, highly influential in the world of philanthropy, public health, etc., etc. Well, I wanted to hear the dirt. What did Melinda French Gates have to say about Bill Gates? Because as you alluded to, Bradley, Mr. Bill Gates had some interesting... Mr. Bill Gates. (laughs) He had some very interesting choice of friendship circles while they were married. So... Let's play a couple of clips. I yeah, want yeah, yeah. like why don't we just it. why don't we hear from Gail and Melinda themselves? So okay. the first clip that we're gonna hear, Bradley, is Melinda Gates talking about the affairs that Bill Gates had during their marriage. We learned about this when their divorce was announced last year. But wait, apparently there's more. Ooh. Let's hear it something like mm-hmm. that. After the news came out, it was revealed that uh, Bill Gates admitted that he had had an affair in the marriage and at that time, did you think we're going to work through this? How did you handle something like that? Well, I certainly believe in forgiveness. Um, so I thought we had worked through some of that. It wasn't one moment or one specific thing that happened. There just came a point in time where there was enough there that I realized it just wasn't healthy mm-hmm. and I couldn't trust what we had. There was one report that said it was multiple affairs. Do you care to say anything about that? You know, I think those are questions Bill needs to answer. Okay. Mm, I like that. Yes. Now Put it back on him. Like, why aren't we talking to Bill about his infidelity? Right. Exactly. And that's kind of the tactic that Melinda French Gates takes in this interview with Gail King. She's like, look, 
I'm not going to talk about his infidelity. If you want to talk about Bill Gates and how he was sleeping around, then why don't you go and ask him? Also, that alludes to the fact that perhaps there was more than one person that he was hanging out with. Yeah, she certainly didn't deny it, which means, you know, she A, doesn't want to go there, but B, he probably also cheated multiple times. Yeah, I mean, it's not, yeah, she denied it, but she doesn't necessarily supplying it either. Yeah, exactly. All right, so that's all about Bill Gates's infidelities. Now, what we're here for this afternoon, or at least I think what the Colleen and Bradley show is interested in and what Melinda French Gates has to say in this interview is what the heck was going on between Bill Gates and Jeffrey Epstein. What the heck was going on between Bill Gates and Jeffrey Epstein? Did we actually learn anything? We learned a few things. Let's play the second cut. All right, let's do it. You know, it was also widely reported that Bill had a a friendship or business or some kind of contact with Jeffrey Epstein and that you were not, uh, that that was very upsetting to you. Did that play a role in in the divorce at all in this process? Yeah, as I said, it's not one thing, it was many things, but I did not like uh, that he'd had meetings with Jeffrey Epstein, no. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And you made that clear to him? I made that clear to him. I also met Jeffrey Epstein exactly one time. Did you? Yes, because I wanted to see who this man was. And um, I regretted it from the second I stepped in the door. He was abhorrent. He was evil personified. I had nightmares about it afterwards. So, you know, my heart breaks for these young women because that's how I felt. And here I'm an older woman. My God, I feel terrible for those young women. It's awful. You felt that the moment you walked in. I didn't he realize was awful. that. Yeah. And you shared that with Bill and he still continued to spend time with him? Any of the questions remaining about what Bill's relationship there was, those are for Bill to answer. Okay. Mm-hmm. But I made it very clear how I felt about him. Mm-hmm. I do like that she's, like, setting boundaries with Gail. Like, hi, could you just talk to Bill? But uh, I was creeped out. Yeah. Well, evil personified is what Melinda Gates said of her I want to know more about that. Like, where did that come from? What made her... Did she go into any detail on what specifically made her feel like the man? I mean, that's no small thing to say someone is evil personified. Well, that's the mystery of this interview, Bradley, is that... Melinda Gates gave us something regarding her impression of Jeffrey Epstein a little bit into the relationship with Bill Gates and Jeffrey Epstein in as much as she kind of said it without saying it that, yeah, actually, this was part of the reason why I decided Mm. to get divorced from Bill Gates, my husband of almost 30 years. It was one of the factors. But to say that I suppose it's one of those things where it's like she can't necessarily go into detail, perhaps legally, hmm. but she can give an emotional impression about the vibe that she experienced in his presence. Yeah. Did you I mean, is there any sense of again, I'm assuming this is because she's trying to create an image for herself or at least change the conversation around her, like to create some space and some independence for her own personhood and the things that she plans to do going forward or business ventures, philanthropic uh, ventures as well. Yeah. Do you get the sense about that in this interview? Yeah, you absolutely do, Bradley. You think because one of the things is like, well, why the heck is Melinda friends? Why is she talking now? Why is she talking? Well, she's starting her own philanthropic initiatives. And also it's from the interview and I don't have the clip about this, but 
she's very adamant about saying, look, there is no I there is nothing wrong with what I did. And particularly from the female perspective in a heterosexual relationship in a divorce, it's like there's no blame. There's I didn't do anything wrong. I'm yeah. just advocating for myself. So this is definitely a very strategic public relations move, separating her from Bill Gates. But at the same time, Bradley, they're still working together. Oh, they're still working together for the foundation's sake, right? Yeah, for the Bill and Melinda Gates Foundation's sake. And I do have one more clip. Oh, good, her, good, good. Yeah, okay, her, what's her, this clip about? Are they friends, Bradley? Are mm. Bill and Melinda still buddies? Something tells me they're not, but okay. Well, let's find out. All right. How would you describe your relationship with Bill Gates today? Uh, I don't even know if relationship is the right word. I don't know the word. Well, we use. certainly have a working relationship, yeah. right? And I would say we're friendly at this point. Mm-hmm. Friends? Friends is a different word for me. And, you know, that might come over time. But for me, uh, there's still healing that needs to to happen. Mm -hmm. Certainly, I wish him well. I don't wish him harm. Um, And I think we have a productive working relationship. And I think that will continue. Mm That's fascinating. I don't know that I would be able to have a working relationship with somebody who did me dirty like that. Mm -hmm. And on that level that he did. Oh, yeah. Well, and one of the things is that I think the subtext of this interview with Melinda Gates on CBS Mornings, the subtext is Bill Gates is a dirty dog and he has done a lot of things that are perhaps almost completely unforgivable, but we have to get together for the sake of our $49.8 billion endowed Nonprofit yeah, organization. Money, money does strange things to people, including but not limited to continuing uh, having them continue to work together despite some serious uh, relationship issues. Yeah, and it sounds like she's still working through all of those well, relationship yeah, issues. So, I mean, I'm curious. Do we have any sense of what Bill thinks of any of this, or Bill's response to any of this interview, or has even like you know what's Bill up to right now? <laughs> What's Bill, Bill have doing? to say with Melinda, you know, squawking about their their relationship? He doesn't have anything to say, Bradley. But what he did have to say about his relationship with Jeffrey Epstein, he addressed that last August and he said, yeah, I regret it. It was a huge mistake. OK, so that's all he's willing to put on the table at this point is like, yeah, that was dumb. Yes. But no sense of like what the relationship was. Why did you not see what your very own wife did, which was evil personified? What happened to your sense of judgment? I mean, it does, you know, it does beg the question, like, did he understand that Jeffrey Epstein was evil? And if so, then why work with him or whatever the nature of their relationship was? Why was it so important to have that relationship when his own wife, who was like the number two person in his life uh, or the number one person in his life, you know, seemingly wanted nothing to do with the person like there's just a lot of unanswered questions is my pro- my uh point right right so you know it's a it's not it's not a completely satisfying interview but you can respect it in as much yeah. as she's moving on she wants to separate herself from bill gates as much as she can in the eyes of the public she's making it very clear how she feels about jeffrey epstein going on the record and when you say someone is evil personified that's that's like almost that's unquantifiable that's a very deep rooted emotional response to something and 
I don't know what made her feel that way specifically, because how was he behaving? What the heck was going on? Was it a weird party with the weird with the weird at the house with the bill cl- weird painting yep. and all that other stuff? I want to know if she was at the eyes wide shut party, Bradley. But I think that we're just never going like to know. We're not going to know. I feel like this was a PR move on her part to sort of put herself out there, answer questions, some of the sort of just basic questions people had, so that she could have some plausible deniability to move on and get going with whatever projects she's, you know, trying to get uh, attention for. Yeah, she's got money to give away. Mm-hmm. Exactly. Well, Holly, thanks for giving it away for this interview. Woo-hoo! Again, that interview is available on CBS News, I assume, in its entirety. Indeed. And when we come back, uh, we're going to have all the latest from Hollywood right here on My Talk 1071. This is a My Talk Dirt Alert. And here with all the latest from Hollywood, it's Holly Roberts. What's going on in Hollywood there, Hal? I want to try something. Oh. Okay, that worked. Did that work? No. Okay, so. Oh, that's too bad. Uh, We're getting a reboot of a 1992 major motion picture. White Men Can't Jump. Oh. The movie starring Woody Harrelson and Wesley Snipes is getting the reboot treatment, and it's going to be starring Jack Harlow. Okay, uh, I don't know who this Jack Harlow character is. He's a rapper. Oh. Okay. Yes. Wait, did he was there like a viral moment with him at some point, like a viral video? Sounds I, vaguely familiar, mm. maybe not. Okay, never mind. <laughs> I can do some digging real quick. That's okay. Uh, What's the story, Halls? Well, he has zero acting experience, but he is very popular in the world of music. And according to sources at TMZ, he wowed producers and he got the job. Awesome. Do we know who's behind this? People. People. <laughs> I don't. I, I don't know what movie studio is behind this, or the producers, or if there right. even is a studio, and then they're going to have to, uh, you know, put it out there for distribution. But yeah. so basically, we're just getting the first, you know, the first look. Yes. That something like this is out there. Yes. Now I do have a couple of details. Thank you very much, Bradley. Okay. Uh, According to Deadline.com, this is going to be produced by 20th Century, which, remember, Disney bought that. So it's the old 20th Century Fox, which put out the the original movie. And the script is by Kenya Barris. He did Blackish, among other things. Mm, okay. And so apparently Jack Harlow is a good actor because he it's his first audition ever. He just walked in there and was like, I'm going to audition for this movie. And bada bing, he got it. All right. Congrats Good to, to him. know. It does look like uh, I'm looking at a TMZ story that says uh, one of the producers, executive produced by NBA star Blake Griffin, NFL or Ryan Khalil, and Noah Weinstein of Mortal Media. If that means anything to the audience, the only name I recognize there is Blake Griffin. Yep. So sports, sports balls. Yay! Okay. Uh, well, this might be a little bit more our speed. Phoebe Waller Bridges follow up to Fleabag is officially on oh. its way. Hey, it's Mike, and I'm so excited to tell you about Factor's delicious, ready-to-eat meals. We're all busy, and with Factor, eating fresh, never frozen, chef-crafted meals has never been simpler. Two minutes is all you need to heat and eat wherever you are. You'll have over 35 different options to choose from, including Calorie Smart, Protein Plus, and Keto. Get as much or as little as you need by choosing your meals each week. Plus, you can pause or reschedule your deliveries at any time. Sign up and save. We've done the math. Factor is less expensive than takeout, and every meal is dietitian approved to be nutritious and delicious. What are you waiting for? Get started today and get after your goals. 
Head to Factormeals.com slash BTPod50 and use code BTPod50 to get 50% off. That's code BTPod50 at Factormeals.com slash BTPod50 to get 50% off. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price. Priceline. Oh, I still need to watch. You didn't Fleabag. watch it. You no, watch I did it. not. And I don't know why, because it, of course, contains two of my favorite people. One, Olivia Coleman, and the other, the the priest, the hot priest guy. He was a character from Sherlock. Uh-huh. Olivia Coleman also in that uh television program yeah. uh so they've gr- greenlit a series from phoebe waller bridge now this is the first project from an overall deal that she signed with amazon studios back in 2019 right after fleabag won six emmys including best comedy series and acting and writing honors for phoebe waller bridge now we don't know anything about it we just know that it's happening. Okay. Mm-hmm. All right. So, well, another good thing in the works. Fingers crossed. If you're excited, it's happening. Yeah. And fingers crossed, Bradley, for the Lizzie McGuire reboot. Oh, my God. You're like reboot queen today. Well, this is, Lizzie what's, McGuire. <laughs> this is what's happening in the world of entertainment today, Bradley. So, Hillary Duff, she admitted that she hasn't given up hope on the scrapped Lizzie McGuire reboot. Now, Disney decided to pass on this project because they thought it was too adult. They were like, you can't make Lizzie McGuire grow up. Well, apparently, Hilary Duff says, yeah, we can. And there's always a possibility. Even if Lizzie McGuire is 40, she said, I don't think people care. It's going to be somewhat interesting to see where Lizzie McGuire ended up. Now, that begs a bigger question. With these continuation series... Do we genuinely care about the evolution of characters beyond their TV shows? I doubt it, but who knows? I mean, I'm not a Lizzie McGuire fan, so I can't, you know, speak for the fandom, but maybe they do. I feel like that's like my or like my sister. She's like a couple years older than me. Like she absolutely loved Lizzie McGuire. Really? Yeah. What's the premise of the show? Like she's just a fun gal about town. Yeah, 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 pretty much. <laughs> yeah, and, th- and there's a cartoon version of her that gives uh, commentary about her life. And I suppose that question was just like a, a larger pondering because I just I watched in just like that the Sex in the City mm, continuation, yeah. and, uh, you know, and it was fine. But it's like, why are we doing this? But why that are was we sort do- of your, yeah. your response? Yeah. Okay. Uh-huh. Yeah. Why are we doing this? Yeah. Hey, if you plan on seeing the Batman this weekend in major motion picture theaters specifically AMC theaters, Uh get ready to pay more money. Why? Because AMC theaters announced this week that they're going to charge more uh, money for tickets to the Batman as part of an experiment in pricing. Oh, so movies are going to have like dynamic pricing now? (laughs) Yes. I know. Now, according to Entertainment Weekly, AMC is charging an extra $1.50 on adult tickets for the Batman in Los Angeles only. But I'm just warning you guys... This is probably the wave of the future. Yeah. I mean, they're trying, obviously, to remain relevant and have a business model that works, you know, despite the rise of streaming services and, you know, movie companies that want to shake things up and do it differently. So you got to imagine they're going to have to respond and react to 
Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, you know, I mean, if you want to get your butt in a movie theater seat, AMC will gladly welcome you. You're just going to have to pay a little, little bit more. extra. I think people, you know, if you're if you're super excited about Batman, you'll be fine with that, I think. Yeah. A little bit. Yeah. Uh, got some updates from Uncut Jones. Uncut Jones. Julia, Julia Fox. Fox. <laughs> She's still talking. Oh, great. What's she saying, <laughs> one wonders? Uh, Julia Fox talking to the New York Times. She said of her romance with Kanye West, I tried my best to make it work. And she said, I already had a jam-packed life. And how do I fit in this really big personality into this already full life? It just wasn't sustainable. Julia Fox even said she lost 15 pounds in a month when she was dating Kanye West. 15 pounds in a month? Why did she lose 15 pounds? Because it was stressful? She was just so busy. Okay. Mm, That doesn't seem healthy. Well, Bradley, it probably wasn't. Now, Julia Fox revealed she didn't sign a non-disclosure agreement while dating Kanye West. Mm. And she also admitted that only, quote, elements of their relationship were real. She said, it definitely felt like I was his girlfriend, but... also felt like I was being cast in a role of his girlfriend Mm. and he was casting me. Mm. He was the orchestrator of it all. I really did feel like a movie. Okay. Um, We're not going to be done with her for a while. I don't think when it comes to her relationship with Kanye, she clearly has an agenda to like, you know, time this out as long as she possibly can. He was, she was Kanye's muse. Billion dollar muse. Yeah, billion dollar muse. <laughs> oh no, Bradley, you just gave her a movie idea I or know. an off-Broadway musical play. Yeah, well, I wouldn't be surprised if off-Broadway is in her future. That's all I'm going to say. Yeah, you know, she's hustling out there, uh, you know, and with Julia Fox, she was just, you know, 50 years too late of being an Andy Warhol superstar. Mm. So she's well, trying her best. She's just she's giving it the old college try. And uh, she isn't concerned about Kanye West coming after her on social media, though. She said, I don't think that he would want to open that door with me. Mm-hmm. Okay. Oh, she um, said, if you come for me, I'm going to come for you. And I'm yeah. really good at coming for people. I just uh, go straight for the jugular. I don't think he would be dumb enough to do that. Okay, I don't know that we want to tempt him right now in this moment. <laughs> yeah, because so. we're going to get to that later. Holly, thank you so much for all the latest from Hollywood. When we come back, Holly's got blind items for us. Juicy bits of gossip with the names left out just for you on my talk 1071. Thank you for that, Brian. And welcome back to the Colleen and Bradley Shoe. And now we're going to play some juicy bits of gossip. Uh, with the names left out, we call them blind items. Blinded by the item. Holly's got them, and hey, Holly, you can't see this, but we have two. Count them two, and in fact, Brian, uh, we've got uh, those two mics. All the mics, all the mics. Well, all not mics. all the mics, but Hello, two of the Mike. three mics, because we've got special guest halls. Wow! Hey, hey, guys, we're Don and Steve. It's from the, Don the Don and, and Steve, Steve Show. show. Wow, it's like a clown car <laughs> full of folks who are going to solve celebrity gossip mysteries. Is there a Lori Julia in here somewhere? Oh, goodness. All right, guys. So we've got Bradley, Donna, Steve, Brian. Solve this celebrity gossip All mystery. Right. This A-list actress, writer, producer, host got a bunch of work done and says she has never been more happy. Although she'll probably never publicly admit that she had anything done. Wow. Mm. A list? Actor, writer, producer, like, like all the everything. Things. All the things. All the things. Mm-hmm. Host? Did you say host? Yes. Yeah. 
How about like a Chelsea Chandler is not a list. No. Reese Witherspoon. No. A list or a plus list. A list. Now there are two people that are coming to mind. I have someone coming to my mind right now. Great. And that person is Drew Barrymore. Buzz for you. Oh, oh, that's oh, bad. That's not a ding. He got real exciting. He okay. thought it was a ding. Oh, right. um, okay, so the only person that's coming to mind to me is A plus list, and that's Oprah. Uh, oh, no. Ooh, that good. answer is so bad. <laughs> okay, but it is a lady person, right? Why is it bad? Well, because it was a riff on her cauliflower. Oh, it's so good. Oh, yeah. Oh, got it. <laughs> See what Holly's doing there? Okay, narrow it down for us a little bit. Um, what, daytime? Well, no, I will say one person has hosted a reality competition series and the other person has hosted award shows and the two of them have hosted together. Oh, Amy Polar could be mm-hmm. ding for that answer. Who would the other person be? T- oh, wow. Tina Fey ding for her. Okay, so fill in the blanks. So we don't know which one. Amy Poehler, Tina Fey. Well, apparently one of them got a bunch of work done and says she's never been more happy. Although she will probably never admit publicly that she has done anything. Tina Fey's not going to be like, boy, I got a bunch of plastic surgery. I'm feeling so refreshed. Mm. Neither is Amy Poehler. Yeah, I mean, I don't blame her. No shame in the game. I mean, there's no shame in it, but like. No need to like rush out yeah. and tell everyone either, right? I don't think you want yeah. to create a headline necessarily right. about it. Thank you. Um, should we do another one? Uh-huh. All right, everyone, solve this celebrity gossip mystery. Speaking of the Oscars, they have asked the one TikTok star turned actress that everyone knows to be a presenter. That is not going to bring in a new audience, nor will their Gen X hosts. Okay, I think I know who this is, but I can't think of her name right now. It's the TikTok thing. Is it that... Charlie D'Amelia? No. That's a good guess. Really? No. Okay, so it's a TikTok person turned actress. Oh, who... I think I know who it is. Oh, oh Brian? give it to us, Brian. Is it Addison Ray? It is oh, Brian. Wow. I don't know. I know. Donna's like, I don't know what an Addison Ray. I barely know what it is. I don't know. Yeah, okay. Holly? So speaking of the Oscars, they've asked Addison Ray to be a presenter, but having Addison Ray at the Oscars isn't going to bring in a new audience, nor will the hosts that they've hired. All right. Well, I mean, good try. They're they're trying yeah, they're real trying. hard this year. They don't want to be stuffy. They're they're trying to do all the things. It's so. just, I, I feel like it's just going to be kind of a smorgasbord at the Oscars this year in terms of hosts. Well, I hope if they they don't want to be stuffy that they're going to hire that bulldog who skateboards to present oh, one of the he Oscars. He might come down the aisle. <laughs> he has the envelope in his mouth as he comes down on the board. Yeah. Oh, like and then it. maybe the cranberry, ra- cran raspberry guy. guy yes. or whatever. <laughs> yeah. Yes. Dreams is playing. Like he comes Comes in on on his skateboard. Yes, right? this is great. Yeah, and it's, he takes the envelope out of the dog's mouth. We are producers. <laughs> yes, yeah, see, show. it's that easy. Oh. Let's do another blind item, Holly. Today with Steve and Zana. All right, everyone, solve this next celebrity gossip mystery. This foreign-born a-literate, a-minus-list singer slash bad actress got used by a guy for sex. Oh. And he stole some money from her oh. as he left afterwards. Oh, no. Oh, no. Foreign illiterate. I'm going to focus just on the alliteration here. Okay. And did you say singer? 
Yes, a singer and a bad actress. Okay, I multi-talented. Kind, I think okay. I know who this is. So when you say bad actress, that usually conjures up like a. Why are you pointing at me? I don't know. Like someone who's scamming? No, someone who... You guys always have a go-to for bad actress. Well, bad actress, but in this case, illiterate uh, singer. Holly, is this person part of or were they part of a publationship? Mm, yes. Okay, so I want you to guys... I want them I to got get it. this. Did you say foreign born? Yes. Yeah, not Camilla living Cabello. abroad. Mm. Ding, ding, ding! Yes! I was looking at Lindsay Lohan. Oh, oh, yeah. But she lives abroad. She's both a bad actress and a bad singer. Okay. <laughs> but she's from Long Island. Long okay. Island. Right. All right, she fill lives in out the, on the island. Fill in the blanks. Yeah, so Camila Cabello got used by a guy for sex, and then that guy stole some money from her oh. as he left afterwards. Awkward. Oh, no. Awkward. That's tough. Yeah, that's, that's going to leave a mark. A lot of people in their 20s can relate, I think. Yeah. No? Only one? Okay. Um, yeah, but does anyone carry cash anymore? No. I have some really. cash on me. I have right $10 now. on me. Actually, I always have cash on me. I, I very, very rarely do, but my barber only takes cash. see who cash. has most, more oh. cash on them? Yeah, let's see. All right. Look at Donna, this. how much cash I think I have $11. Oh, my God. You guys, or I literally 12. play a really good game. I have zero cash on me. Oh. Right now. <laughs> Oh. I have two hundred dollars. Oh my god! Oh. Including that's a fifty dollar bill. Right. We know who's getting mugged hey, when he that, wants out. <laughs> morning money. You know what I mean? Come on down to university. Wow. No, uh, we have time for one ish more. Yeah. Yes, we're doing blind items with Donna and Steve. Hi. Another celebrity gossip mystery solve it. This three named A minus list actress was just cast in a great role. And now the studio is thinking of finding someone new. She needs to go after the illiterate singer even harder. Okay. She needs to go after the illiterate singer even harder? Uh-huh. The illiterate singer. These are like uh-huh. SAT questions. Oh, <laughs> she phrases them. Sometimes it's challenging. Sometimes they are easy because you just we hear them all the time. May I ask? Yeah. Since I'm just uh, an infrequent question. guest here, would you be willing to repeat the clue? Of yes. course. I know that's frowned upon. No. Okay. No, no. No, we do it all the time. Clarification is good. So the three named A-list actress was just cast in a great role, and now the studio is thinking of finding someone new. She needs to go after the A-literate singer even harder. Mm. So the actress has to go after the singer even harder? Is the singer trying to get that job? Is that the implication? No, the singer is causing some drama in her personal life. Oh, God, I feel like oh, we should know this, you guys. Uh, okay, what singer is caught? Co- First of all, three names. Evan Rachel Wood? Yes, Dane. Oh, good. Wow. Marilyn Manson. And Dane. Oh, yes. my God. Nice teamwork. Yes, I totally contributed. <laughs> Mentally. Subconsciously. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You didn't even know it. My energy. <sighs> Fill in the blanks, Halls. So Evan Rachel Wood was just cast in a great role, and now the studio is thinking of finding someone new. Evan Rachel Wood Woods needs to go after Marilyn Manson even harder. And the role is Donna Mouth is Madonna. Madonna, right? Well, She's been cast as Madonna in the Weird Al movie. Yeah. Okay. Uh, not in the bi- um, not in the biopic. Not yeah. not in yeah. the Madonna movie. Uh, and I think that she was cast in something else. So perhaps I think it's not this Madonna role, but it might be something else with a little more prestige. Okay. 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 Well, wow. Yeah. My God. Yeah, he's guys... suing her too now for yeah. defamation. And we're going to talk about that later. Did you guys okay. talk about that today? No, we no, didn't. No, no. We, Steve we doesn't had, allow we that. We had much, much stupider stuff to talk okay, about. Okay, good. Yeah. Well, 
listen to the podcast. Donna and Steve, thank you so much thank for you. coming What a pleasure to be here. Blind items. When we come back, we're going to get real uh, nerdy because Holly has a question for you. And that question... Oh, wait. Actually, no. Am I getting ahead of myself? I am. In fact, we're not going to get... We're going to get Madonna nerdy because the question is, who's going to play Madonna? Holly's got some story uh, or some news on that front when we come back right here on My Talk 1071. Somebody's going to play Madonna in that biopic. Who's it going to be? I don't know. We just talked about it a little bit, or did we? Well, we've got some news. At least Holly does. You're listening to the Colleen and Bradley Show on My Talk 1071. I'm Bradley Trainer, And uh, Holly Roberts is here. Brian is with us as well. Hello. Happy Thursday. It's almost Friday. Holly, who's going to play Madonna? I don't know who's going to play Madonna, Bradley. Madonna. Madonna. Could it be you? Could it be Brian? I don't know. They're currently holding auditions (laughs) as we speak in Hollywood, USA. And this is the hot role in town because everybody is doing Madonna boot camp. Now, we just talked about Evan Rachel Wood playing Madonna, but that's for a different project. The Weird Al Yankovic story. Yes. A very different story. Not the same thing. But some people might be confused because you're just like, Madonna's out there. What's going on with Madonna? Yeah, what's going on with Madonna? We're talking about the biopic of the Queen of Pop's life that she herself is uh, a part of, right? Yeah, Madonna is directing this project. She's co-writing this project. Although I I would advise to Madonna, a sprinkle of Weird Al wouldn't do it so bad you know it might just add a little zest but unfortunately i think madonna is taking herself very seriously in this project and all the young hot actresses in hollywood are attending madonna boot camp for their chance to play the material girl now i say madonna boot camp bradley because that is how the hollywood reporter is describing the audition project or process for this movie Okay, um, when is this thing supposed to happen? I feel like we've been talking about this for a while. I have no idea when this is going to be happening. But some of the names being bantered about in the trades today include Julia Garner. You know, she's playing, uh, she's in Inventing Anna and Ozark. Mm, Okay. Florence. I guess I could see it. I'm looking at pictures of each of uh, these people you mentioned. And I mean, I guess there could be a case to be made for each of them. Florence Pugh. And what do we know Florence Pugh from again? I feel like uh, Florence Pugh. She was in Little Women. Oh, she's got a Madonna vibe. Uh huh. We yeah, also sure. have some stars from Euphoria, Alex Demi. We also have uh, Bibi Rexa. You know, there's all sorts of people being bantered about. And apparently, all of these young ladies are in Madonna boot camp. It's very grueling. Now, this, I don't think. That the audition process, if it's being run by Madonna, honestly, it's not surprising that it's grueling. Well, yeah, because it's, well, and it's also going to be tiresome. Yes. Because she's going to be all up in your business. That's not how I would do that. I'm Madonna. This is how you do I mean, she really should just play a younger version of herself with the aid of, um, you know, uh, post-production Hollywood yeah, why not? Well, she's already doing that on Instagram. I know. And it's not, <laughs> it doesn't look anything like the old Madonna, which makes me a little concerned. But what I mean by that is like, I feel like anybody who takes on this role is really in for a ride. Now it's a once in a lifetime experience to play, you know, Madonna, but to play Madonna as she's like sitting on set seems 
very, very challenging, no? Yeah. Now, these auditions have been going on for months. Months, Bradley. That does not surprise me. Now, according to sources at The Hollywood Reporter, these actresses are auditioning up to 11 hours a day. Choreography sessions with Madonna's choreographer. And then there are choreography sessions with Madonna herself. And then, but wait, there's more. There are callbacks, which consist of readings with Madonna, singing auditions with Madonna. One person with knowledge of this process says you have to be able to do everything. Yeah. The way that Madonna wants you to do it. So it's probably not even enough to do everything, because I'm sure there are many talented women who can sing, dance, and kick and stretch, but um, and act. But to do it on Madonna's watch, like on her timetable, according to her specification, seems like it would be an added layer of complexity. Yeah, so I just, you know, safe to say, perhaps, just going to throw it out there that our friend that we talked about in the Dirt Alert, Uncut Jam star, Julia (laughs) Julia Fox, I don't think she's participating in the audition process to play Madonna. Madonna was just doing the thing earlier this year that Madonna does best. Get attention. Which is get attention Mm -hmm. by uh, foisting herself upon whoever is getting the most attention at any particular moment. I love Madonna. None of my best friends are Madonna. Madonna, but I, I love Madonna. Madonna. Well, who doesn't? I mean, you, you can't help but appreciate the, you know, impact that Madonna had on pop culture and entertainment writ oh. large. So, yeah, absolutely. I just wouldn't want to be involved in the least because I feel like mm, film projects Madonna has been involved in in the past, for the most part, the more control she's had. Although, you know, that's I can't really say that. I was going to say she's gotten a lot of criticism for the projects that she's done, but I haven't seen um, the only one that's coming to mind right now off the top of my head that she had the most involvement in that movie about um, Wallace Simpson. Wallace Simpson. Mm-hmm. I what think was it was. The name of that movie? But, was um, it called W E? Yes. W E. Yeah. Yeah. World Wrestling. No. Um. Oh my gosh! Could we have the Wallace Simpson Hulk Hogan crossover that we could only dream of? <laughs> All right, right, brother, abdicate <laughs> from the throne. Uh yes. No. W E. <laughs> Rotten Tomatoes got a nice. Forty-eight percent. Well, that's not horrible. That's not horrible. It's not but passing. Yeah, you know that would be failing. Actually. It's not certified fresh. That's true. As Rotten Tomatoes it likes looks to like say, it looks like the side of a popcorn bucket, like the on the floor of the movie theater. Basically, Stale. the tomato meter is 12%. Oh, okay. So it's a little stale is what you're it's saying. A lot stale, honey. But- <laughs> All I'm saying is like, you know, she has, she is very talented in some areas. And then there are other areas where I would like other people to tell some stories about Madonna. You know, I think that's the thing that, you know, just whatever the production is going to be, just have some distance from the story of Madonna to see it, you know, independent of her own ego would be nice, right? Well, it would be nice, but that's totally not going to be happening. No, it's not, not right now anyway. <laughs> no, because Madonna said in October the reason why she's taking control of this project, she said that a bunch of people have tried to write movies about me, but they're always men. So she didn't want men telling her well, story. She didn't want Diablo Cody telling her story either. I know. Let's talk about that for a hot second because yeah. uh, Madonna was all, you know, all about Diablo Cody, all about doing writing sessions. She put it up on Instagram and even Diablo Cody at the at the time you watch those videos and you can sense that her body language is like, um, I'm 
I'm here to to write and to do my job, and Madonna is here to make filtered Instagram posts. But okay. Mm-hmm. Spoiler alert: Diablo Cody is no longer on this project. Yeah, yeah. So again, it's just getting closer and closer to Madonna's own hands, which just seems problematic for those of us who are going to be sitting in theaters with eyeballs on the screen. Yeah. Now, I I feel like Bradley that this it's actually a disservice to call this project a biopic. Because if Madonna is making it, it seems like it's more like a personal essay about her experience in life in the spotlight. The project so, uh, source, it, what we do know about this Madonna movie is that it's going to culminate with her blonde ambition tour in 1990. Yeah. Now they're like, okay, well, this could change as the script continues to develop, but there's going to have to be a lot of dancing and singing sequences. But. Maybe it will be more akin to Rocket Man, the Elton John movie. He also served as an executive producer on that project. Did you see that movie, Bradley? Uh, no, I did not see Rocket Man. Because that, that was a good one. I've heard yeah. good things, though. Yeah, it's a, it's a musical. But um, did you feel like it told a story that was, you know, maybe not just constant flattery for Elton John? Yeah, I would say so. I mean, his up his uprising and downfall, and yeah. kind of, you know. Kind of circling back to what he is good at. Yeah. Kind of showing that throughout the film. So, yeah, no, absolutely. Yeah. I suppose the difference between Elton John telling his story and Madonna telling her story is that with Elton John, now those two don't like each other. I think it has been on the record for years that they have gone back and forth. Mm-hmm. There is a, there is a sense of. He does not like her. Mm-hmm. Well, with Elton John, it, you know. Admittedly, it seems like there's a sense of humility that he has about his journey through fame, through all of this stuff that perhaps he was able to you know, give to. Madonna is very centered in the experience of Madonna and inflating that ego. There's not humility in it. Now, that I guess that's not a judgment whether that's good or bad. It's just an indication of what kind of project yeah, this is actually going to be. And I think their life stories have gone in different directions. He overcame some personal struggles in a way that he's been very vocal about. We haven't seen that sort of same journey yeah. shared by Madonna. And so Maybe she has too and we it's just true. don't know You're it. You're absolutely right. When we come back who from Madonna to another superhero, Batman, who's your favorite? Holly wants to know. Give us a call. 651-641-1071. Who's your favorite Batman? Right here on My Talk 1071.